tonight with us on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. As we get set to watch Alabama receive what we're expecting to be a lot of awards, this is uh, College Awards Night, and we got our crew with you, and we appreciate everyone for joining us. Also, before I introduce the crew, thumbs up as you watch tonight. Subscribe to our channel. Again, Bama Insider and BamaInsider.com. Our beat writer for Bama Insider is Tony Sukalis. Trey Yannity is our staff intern and a rising star in broadcasting and the managing editor of Bama Insider. The Alabama rival site is Kyle Henderson. What's up, Kyle? What's up, guys? It's awards night. You know, just on Tuesday night, it was the Heisman Trophy. But wait, there's more as Alabama continues this quest of dominance and perfection. I mean, you see all the awards lined up. So there's a finalist at pretty much all of these. I think the only one um, is the punter award, which they're not which they don't have a guy for um, Tony. Tony's going to be with us, you know, for a while uh, underneath Tony. Um, that's correct, right? They don't have a finalist for the punter. No, it's a surprise, surprise. They don't have a finalist yeah, okay. for the Hunter Award. No. Okay. But for the first time in a while, they have a finalist for the Luke Groza Award. And what a, you know, if you look at that, that's a that's a rarity for Alabama, having like the, the top kicker in the nation. Can you imagine? Well, it's a good sign. I mean, Alabama has struggled in the kicking area, but uh that this year obviously a different story. And and it's almost like umpiring in baseball. When you have a good kicker, you really don't think about it a whole lot. You know, you just, hey, look, there's an opportunity and you have a guy and Will Reichert that can take advantage of that. Uh Will Reichert has been everything that Alabama fans, Tony, have dreamed of. I mean, how many games has Alabama put themselves in a bad spot or lost, you know, over the years? And I'm not just talking about the Nick Saban there. I mean, over the years, it just seems like for some reason it's been tough to find a good kicker. Last year, Reichard was injured. This year, he's been healthy and he's been amazing. He's been automatic. I mean, like let's let's just call it what it is. I um I think it's 90 in, in a row. I'm I'm trying to find this the stat right now, but it's the the longest anybody in a season's gone without missing a kick. Um. And, and I believe it's it's uh it's ninety in a row. Uh, he's just been automatic. He's he's made every literally every single kick, and it's not just these chip shot chip shot field goals. He made a fifty two yarder against Georgia right before the half, which really changed the complexion of that game. Really gave Alabama that momentum that they needed in the second half. So um, he's clutch. He's got ice in the veins, and uh, you know it's a it's a definite step forward for what Alabama is used to having. Well, we'll talk about that and many other awards tonight. Of course, the big news on Tuesday was that Smitty, there he is in our picture, he is the Heisman Trophy winner. So Devontae Smith, or a.k.a. the Slim Reaper, is the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner receiver for Alabama. We're going to talk about these awards as they come down. We're expecting that Alabama will win a lot of awards tonight. But let's just kind of get into something that's even bigger than the individual awards, and that's the national championship. Alabama takes on Ohio State. That's on Monday. There's been some rumors that this game could possibly have the date changed, but it looks like that they're going to play this. There's a lot of things that go into a championship game. It's not just as easy as saying, hey, let's play on Thursday. You know, so obviously it'll be good to get this thing played. Alabama has found a way to play all of their games this year. Ohio State, it's been another story, but these two teams are set to play 7 o'clock from Miami on Monday night. 
Alabama's won a lot of awards. Their offensive coordinator has taken a head coaching job with Texas. Will distractions slow down Alabama? Trey. You know, there's a lot of distractions around this game. This is a, a much different national championship than we've ever seen. I um, mean, you know, Steve Sarkeesian is on the way out the door. So all these things playing into it. I think the, you know, the simple answer is no. I think this is a team that's super disciplined as they always are under Nick Saban and in this Alabama program. Um, you know, this team, especially, this is a lot of star players that have been around for a while. These are guys that have played in playoff games that, that know how to win here. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think too much, but I, I think it's definitely going to come into play just a little bit. You know, game planning this week has got to be a little bit different. Um, I think Steve Sarkeesian's the kind of guy that is just so committed to this team, this group, um, that it's not going to change his mindset too much. He's not going to take any time away from what he's doing with Alabama to worry about recruiting with Texas quite yet. Um, but, you know, there's still the COVID looming and, you know, whether this game is going to be played on Monday or not. So the players are going to just kind of have to take it day by day. Um, but I think for the most part, they're just going to do what they've done all season. That's keep their head down, play disciplined football, and, um, you know, just figure out a way. That, that's what this team does best, find a way. The offense is going to be just fine. We're getting, you know, better news on Jalen Waddle every day. It's looking very promising, um, you know, but he also might not play in this one as well. So the offense is going to find out a lot more when, you know, play one, snap one there on Monday night if the game is played on Monday night. But I think for the most part, they're going to put out the distractions and just play the football that they know how to. Tony, Twitter can be an unforgiving place. And Kristen Saban, Nick Saban's daughter, I guess, found that out. She put a tweet that I actually liked. I, you know, pushed the button. I liked it. It was basically, I thought, in kind of half-hearted saying to Ohio State, you know, we're not going to cancel this game or you shouldn't cancel this game. You know, you you want to play basically something to the effect of the reason why they were, were calling COVID. The reason was that Justin Fields was injured. I, I looked at it as kind of half-hearted. Uh, I don't think her dad saw it that way. Uh, she put out an apology, and Twitter, at last check, was deleted in her name. So going to miss her tweets. I thought she was good at it. But we talk about distractions, and I can only imagine what that conversation would be like with her dad. Uh, and, um, well, yeah, the um, the tweet. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, I, I, I can't imagine Nick Saban liking that tweet. Uh, yeah, you might have liked it. The Alabama fans might have liked it, but I, I can't imagine Nick Saban being a fan of that. He doesn't want any of these distractions. And look, she apologized for it. I think she, I'm sure that they talked about it. Uh, that's not the kind of message Alabama wants to send heading into this game. Um, and you know, I, I think that that's just a little blip. I don't think it's going to be too much of a a big deal for Alabama to to need to deal with. Um, heading into this matchup I, I don't think it's going to be actually a distraction but hey any motivation you can give the other team is is not good so I'm sure it's something that you know Nick Saban talked to her about and maybe kind of stopped moving forward into this game yeah same same thing for you Kyle I mean you're you're uh, the father of two kids but you're not as intense as Nick Saban I don't think do you do you feel like that tweet gives them any kind of you know, I don't want to say momentum, but I mean, you love to have those things, bulletin board things. I, I didn't look at it that way, but obviously someone did. Yeah, it's reverse rat poison. But I mean, while we're talking about this, it's uh, the Davey O'Brien Award was just won by Mac Jones. I mean, he just beat out Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Trask. Um, I mean, it's pretty incredible considering that Trevor Lawrence somehow was second in the Heisman voting. I mean, look at everything that 
you know, Mac Jones did this year for Alabama, 4,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, four interceptions, 77% efficiency, which is just out of this world. 203 quarterback rating, just an incredible honor for this young man. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, he won the Johnny Unitas that goes to the best underclassman award uh, for the quarterback position. And now he's uh, he wins this award. I mean, this is a big time honor to beat out Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Trask. And, and I'm glad to see him do it. I mean, everything that he's put in from, um, you know, when he got here as a freshman to now you look at him as a redshirt junior and everything that he's had to go through, being patient, waiting his turn, and then comes up winning this award. So um, it's an incredible honor. I'm watching him right here on the screen. I mean, the guy just a couple nights ago up for the Heisman Trophy now walks away with the Davey O'Brien. And, of course, he has an opportunity um, to be just the second quarterback since 2009 to lead an Alabama team to a perfect season on Monday night. Yeah, he also won the Johnny Unitas Award. So he's had a fantastic year. Were, were you guys at all surprised that Trevor Lawrence finished ahead of him in Heisman when he has now won another quarterbacking award with this Davey O'Brien? Trey? I wasn't, to be honest. Uh, you know, I said it on our show the other night during the Heisman presentation. Mac Jones kind of, you know, got the uh, the, the raw end of the stick there with Devontae Smith and the vote splitting because a lot of people were probably deciding between one Alabama player and another on their ballot. You don't want to go one, two, three or one, two even. Um, so, you know, I think people decided on Devontae Smith. He was the clear cut Heisman. He won the award, um, you know, did everything it took to do so. So I think they were a little bit scared to maybe put an Alabama player at one and two on their ballot, or even, you know, maybe some people were thinking Mac over Devontae. And, you know, the vote splitting, I think, got the worst of, of Mac Jones for the Heisman. But, um, you know, this is the award that I think is deserving for Mac. The Davey O'Brien looks past, you know, who else is on your team. You hear that conversation a lot. Oh, well, Mac Jones was throwing to Devontae Smith and this unbelievable core of receivers and had Najee Harris and everything else. They, you know, they look into all this and they, um, you know, they take – Every quarterback, just the same. They knew Kyle Trask was throwing to Kyle Pitts and Tony and all these other, you know, talented receivers. And, um, you know, they decided to give Mac the award because he was the best quarterback in the country this year. And this is something, you know, I doubted at the beginning of the season. We had this conversation a lot. I, I you know, I believe you and I, I both, Mick, um, we didn't think Mac was the guy. We thought it was going to be Bryce Young's role some point this season. And Mac Jones came in and proved everybody wrong. He had one of the most unbelievable seasons that an Alabama quarterback has ever had. And, He's now the Davey O'Brien winner. Congratulations to Mac Jones. Uh, very deserving of this award. Now they're about to announce the Chuck Benaric Award, the former monster linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Patrick Sertain is one of the finalists for this award. And, uh, you know, it comes down to him, Zaven Collins, uh, the uh, linebacker from Tulsa. And, uh, and it's Zaven Collins from Tulsa that wins the award. So, uh, Sertain, a great job with uh, what he's done for Alabama. He's going to be a first-round pick, but this one doesn't go to the Crimson Tide, uh, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of look at uh, this award right here, and thank you very much, Brent, for the super chat. We appreciate it. I mean, we've definitely been on the grind. I mean, I was up at 5, you know, 15 a.m. sending out some gift cards to our subscribers on BamaInsider.com. Back at BamaInsider.com, small uh, – odd segue, but um, there was guys, there was a conversation. Guys have been on BamaInsider.com for 20 years, if you can imagine that. 20 years they've been loyal subscribers of Bama Insider. So I was given some gift certificates, but um, I, I was kind of going through the awards and kind of looking at everything that, you know, Patrick Sertan has done 
Uh, I mean, he's put together a fabulous season. I mean, he doesn't have the most tackles. He doesn't have the most interceptions. But I think when you look to um, veteran wide receivers and or veteran defensive backs and guys who have, you know, really done a lot for the secondary, it's it's certainly Patrick Sertan. He's going to be playing in the league. He's a guy that will go, be going against Chris Olave uh, for Ohio State. It's going to be a fantastic matchup. And you really need a guy like this to step up uh, against Ohio State. I mean, the, the, the Buckeyes certainly have some very good wide receivers. So look for Patrick Sertan to be that guy that steps up. He's a guy that we don't really talk about um, a lot, but I mean, he's certainly up for another award. That's the Jim Thorpe Award. The last person to win that from Alabama was actually Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, wow. Well, it's definitely exciting, Tony. Yeah, I mean, look, Alabama's going to be winning a lot of these awards today, so just stay tuned. Um, you know, like like I said, Patrick uh, Sertan's up for the Thorpe Award. Um you know, Najee Harris is up for the Doak Walker. I expect him to win that. Um, Devontae Smith's up for the Blitnikoff Award. Expect him, I mean, obviously, he's got to win that one, right? Um, you've also got the Maxwell Award. Uh, Landon Dickerson, I think, could really win the, the Remington Trophy. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy night for Alabama moving forward. So, the uh, big news so far, Davey O'Brien Award for National Quarterback. Uh, the winner was Mac Jones, Alabama. And again, I mean, he's just adding to his trophy case. No, he didn't win the Heisman, but he's still going to leave with a lot of hardware at the end of the season. And of course, Alabama and Ohio State play in the national championship game that's coming up from Miami on Monday. And we'll have a lot of coverage for that right here on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. As you guys hang out with us tonight, uh, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And again, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we uh, talk college football. As we wait on the next award to be announced, let's kind of get into a conversation about a guy that's not going to win an award tonight, but possibly could have won an award, right? And I'm talking about Jalen Waddell. I mean, he was injured in the Tennessee game, and it really cost Alabama not having him, but they continued to go, and now Rangers are – uh, guys that as, uh, I don't know where Tony just went, but, uh, Kyle, uh, where it is, is that, uh, you know, he's a game time decision. So we may actually have Jalen Waddle back for the championship game. What's the impact of this? I mean, I think anytime you have a player like Jalen Waddle come back, I mean, I think it's going to add, you know, that much more momentum. You're looking at a guy who, um, as we've talked about, you know, several times throughout kind of the week, he's just to provide something else, right? I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but it's just something else. He just adds so much to the team. And with Nick Saban today, um, I, I think I have a soundbite that I could play for you guys. He was talking about, you know, that he doesn't have a, a crystal ball. And if I can find that, um, I'll play that in, in just a second. Um, oh, here it is. Here's Nick Saban talking about Jalen Waddle. This is from earlier today. I've had a chance to, to watch Jalen Waddle at practice for a couple of days. Uh, what what does it look like to you? Well, I, I've already made a comment about that, so um, I, I don't I don't have any crystal wall to know. Um, you know, the is issue with injuries is, you know, when a guy does practice, how does he respond to the workload? Um, you know, sometimes if a guy practices one day and gets sore the next, um, you can't practice him the next day. So you just keep sort of trying to build up his workload to where he might be able to play. Uh, so that's a work in progress right now. So you really can't predict, um, you know, where he might be. And then other guys, you know, seem to get stronger as they, every day they practice, they get a little bit better. So, 
Um, this is something that we're trying to evaluate, but not anything that we can make any kind of prediction on at this point. And there you go. You have it from Nick Saban, uh, still day to day. But if Waddle does not have any setbacks, uh, I believe he's going to play in this football game. So we we dropped off with Tony Sukalis tonight, but it's great to have Andrew Bone with us. He's our recruiting expert for the Bama Insider YouTube and BamaInsider.com. What's up, Bone? What's up, guys? How we doing? What's up, Bone? We got one award in right now, and it was the Davy O'Brien Award. It went to Mac Jones. We talked a lot about Mac Jones, his recruitment to Alabama, how he almost ended up in Kentucky, the road that he's had uh, as a backup behind two great quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Tua Tunga Viola. And now he's been the guy this year, and he's cashed in. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, who would have thought when uh, when Mac Jones signed with Alabama, he was going to, you know, be the Davey O'Brien Award winner, uh, you know, down the road. You know, I, I think he's had an unbelievable career, and uh, you know, he waited his turn. You know, he had to sit behind Jalen and uh, and Tua, and and uh, obviously, you know, had an unbelievable, uh, you know, season this year. So, you know, I think everybody's you know really proud of him. Uh, you know, really happy the way that um, that he was able to have you know just so much success, but. Yeah, as we talked about the other night on the show, I mean, you know, he was originally committed to Kentucky, committed to Kentucky, you know, during his junior season. Um, you know, and I think after uh, he committed, you know, there was, you know, there was a lot of talk that he was going to end up going elsewhere because after he committed and after people started seeing his senior highlight, or excuse me, not his senior highlight, his junior highlights, and uh, he started going to some camps, um, you know, he started attracting a lot of attention. Um, you know, Alabama. Uh, was very interested in him, and as uh, as many people already know, you know Jake from uh, flipping from Alabama to Georgia really opened up the door for Tua and Mac Jones to uh, uh, you know to join Alabama's recruiting class. Tua committed, I think I want to say Tua committed in May, and then Mac committed uh, you know, around June. It was right after he attended Alabama's camp. He went to Alabama's first uh, summer camp. Worked out, did extremely well. Alabama was always kind of wanting to take another quarterback, not just two. They wanted to take two quarterbacks in that class. I always thought that it was going to be, you know, it's always tough to take two quarterbacks because who's going to be that second guy? Who's going to be the guy, uh, especially when you have two already committed? You know, you have a guy who is an elite quarterback, you know, coming in from, uh, you know, from Hawaii. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows that uh, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, but Mac Jones had that confidence. He had that swagger. Uh, you know, he, he was a uh, you know, borderline cocky. Uh, you know, people probably don't see that now uh, from Mac. But uh, but uh, you know, I remember seeing him at the uh, uh, at the rivals camp at, at the um, uh, five star challenge over in Atlanta. And you know, he was you know he knew that he was going to be the, the starting quarterback at some point at Alabama and, uh, and he just always had that confidence about himself. And, um, you know, obviously he waited his turn and, uh, and look what happened. He wins the Davey O'Brien award was a, a Heisman trophy finalist. And, uh, you know, is certainly getting all the recognition that he deserves this, uh, this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're still waiting on some more awards to come down and, uh, we're keeping an eye on that right now. Uh, Alabama expecting to win some more awards tonight and, uh, Allen trophy. Yeah, Alex, Alex did he win it? He just won it. Okay, well then there we go. It, I, I'm a, you're a little bit ahead of me right now, but Alex Leatherwood, Alabama offensive tackle, offensive lineman for the Crimson Tide, the big fella, number seventy 
with the Outland Trophy. This is a really prestigious award, Bone. I mean, I always go back to Chris Samuels. You remember Chris Samuels, Big Chris? Then he win one in 1999. Who's Chris Samuels? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you oh, know, Chris was in my book. He was in my book. He was one of the chapters in my uh, in my book, The Road to Bama. Um, so it was awesome, um, you know, talking to him about his recruitment. And now um, you go from – him all the way to Alex Leatherwood. Now, obviously, we uh, had some uh, Allen Trophy winners in between, yeah. uh, but this is the, the next one. And you know, Alex was man. I'll tell you what, he was a uh, he was a hoss in high school. I mean, people look at him now, and I mean, he looked about the same in high school as he does now. He's a little bit more filled out and uh, a little bit more toned. But uh, but man, back in high school, he was a uh, he was an absolute beast. I mean, he was a five star recruit, one of the absolute best. Uh, I think he was actually the number one offensive tackle in the country, according to Rivals.com. I know he, I think he was in the top uh, – I want to say he was the top five, maybe number four overall in the Rivals 100 during his senior year. And, uh, man, he lived up to the expectation. Yeah, you, you always – um, you know, look at a lot of these players and, you know, you rank them really high, but, you know, are they going to live up to that hype? And, you know, uh, Alex Leatherwood certainly did. Um, you know, his recruitment was – you know, pretty interesting because, uh, you know, it seemed like it was between Alabama and Florida throughout, uh, you know, committed kind of early to Alabama, but for, Florida kept pushing, kept pushing. And, you know, he took a couple visits down to Gainesville and, uh, you know, people thought that he was going to flip. And I think even after he signed, he ended up taking a trip over to uh, Florida just for their spring game. And for some reason, people thought he was going to flip even after he signed. But, uh, you know, there was, there was, where did he go to high school? Uh, he's from Pensacola. God, um, oh, what high school was he at in Pensacola? Um, you know, another big offensive Washington high school in Pensacola. Who's another offensive lineman that was a two-time All-American from Pensacola that played? Man, for give me a harder one than that. Come on, man. <laughs> you know our boy Mike Johnson. That's right. Pine Forest High School. That's man. right. Uh, you Mike. jump in here for a second. What, what do you think the impact of these two big awards is so far tonight? I think, you know, so far when you have Alex Leatherwood and you have um, Mac Jones, I think those guys, you know, they, they, these guys are the vets of the program, right? Going into this game, this is what you want. You want that senior, that upperclassman leadership. I mean, Alex Leatherwood was a starting tackle, um, you know, during the national championship game when Tua Tonga-Waloa led Alabama from that come from behind victory over Georgia. So Alex Leatherwood's been around for a, quite a long time. Came in as a five-star, as Bone talked about. Uh, this guy's been all business. This guy has played in so many games. He has so much experience. And this is the type of guy you want your offensive line anchored around. I think Kyle Flood certainly um, has done a great job. But you look to the vets of this entire offensive line unit, and they're really – been what's catapulted this offense. You look at Evan Neal as a tackle. You look at Alex Otherwood as a tackle. You look at Deontay Brown. He's an upperclassman. You look at Landon Dickerson. He's up for an award tonight. He's an upperclassman. So overall, I'm really not surprised to see Alex Otherwood getting some love. I'm really happy because all season long, we talk about Jalen Waddle. We talk about Devontae Smith. We talk about Mac Jones. Those guys, we talk about Najee Harris, right? Those guys wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for this young man right here, right? They wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for Landon Dickerson, Emil Ikior. It all starts out front. Everybody says that's cliche to say. Take a, one of those lines. Take two of these linemen out and see how good this offense is. I'm serious. Take yeah. Alex Otherwood out. Take Evan Neal out. And let's see if you can win the Heisman Trophy Award. And that's no disrespect to Mac Jones, to Devontae Smith. Those guys know it. 
Nick Saban knows it. So every single time when you start talking about the offensive skill, guys, look, I love a kick return. I used to be a wide receiver. I love to catch passes, but I know one thing is for sure. You do not go anywhere without a talented offensive line. And Alabama won the Joe Moore Award, which is a fantastic award. I put it up there with, you know, some of the major awards in college football, because like I just said, you do not go anywhere without the big uglies. Well, here we go. We got uh, Will Reichard in the uh, mix here for the Lou the Toe Groza Award. And uh, momentarily, Bone, you're a little bit of ahead of me right now. So yeah. uh, he didn't win it. You don't see me celebrating. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are ahead. Uh, it was still a great season. I mean, like, it, it tells you a lot when you know, your kicker is down to three to win the kicking award uh, at Alabama. Uh, especially with what we've been through the last couple of years. <laughs> right. You know, I think anybody who, uh, you know, anybody that's an Alabama fan, you know, going into this season, if you would have told them that, uh, that Will Riker was going to be a finalist for the Lou Groza award, they would have told you uh, you're crazy. Um, you know, this is a uh, uh, you know, unbelievable accomplishment for, uh, for, for Will. And uh, you, you can imagine he's probably going to be the front runner for it. And, uh, you know, next season but uh you know hasn't missed the kick um you know knock on wood but um you know hasn't missed the kick yet this season so you know hopefully that will uh will continue but uh what an unbelievable year especially after um you know after all the past uh kicking flops for alabama yeah i'll never forget being at one of his high school games uh during his senior season and um i saw a coach from alabama there and, and uh coach from alabama told me at the time he said yeah, he said this guy would start for us uh, today, and uh, we wish he was at Alabama uh, tomorrow kicking for us. So um, I had a feeling that they they knew that he was going to be pretty special, and I kept talking him up. I talked him up so much. I said this is going to be a day one starter. If you went back and looked at my uh, superlative story uh, from his year, uh, my day one starter was was Will Reichard and. Um, you know, he, and he was, he started from day one, but, but ended up having the injury last year and, uh, you know, missed the whole season. So everybody kept asking me, well, when, you know, when will Alabama have a good kicker? When will they have a good kicker? Well, they have one. Um, that's what I kept telling them. Just let him get healthy and, uh, and see what he can do. But, you know, there was never really any doubt, you know, where he was going to go to school once, um, once he got that offer from Alabama, um, you know, Hoover high school has been pretty kind to Alabama through the years and, um, you know, they got another great one in uh, in Will. Well, here we go. Up next, the Blitnikoff Award, the top receiver in the country. Kyle, mm -hmm. I would be just shocked if uh, Devontae Smith would win the Heisman and then not win the Best Receiver Award. But I got to tell you, it's, it's there's some really good receivers that are finalists here. Yeah, there is. But I mean, there's also a young man out there that caught 105 receptions and uh, has 22 total touchdowns on the season. So I already have the graphic ready. I'm just waiting for the official word. And, <laughs> and that's no disrespect to any of the wide receivers out there. I mean, every single year, of course, there's always these guys that come up. Look, I thought, honestly, one of the best wide receivers, he's not 
technically a wide receiver is Kyle Pitts out of Florida. I love those big, you know, kind of wide receiver tight ends that you can create mismatches with. Um, for example, I think Alabama has someone in the making in Jalil Billingsley. I think they can get really creative with him and watch for him to do something special in the national national championship game. He's not there just yet, but he's still a big time playmaker. But you got you, you look to Eric Gilbert, you look to Kyle Pitts, uh, Brevin Jordan out of Miami. Those are the type of guys that I really like to see kind of split up on the outside because they're mismatch problems. Um, but I think, you know, kind of the Bolitnikov goes to the top wide receiver. Everything that Devontae Smith does is just fantastic in the sense that he just works so hard. And the best thing about him is he's just all business, right? They asked him um, in the Heisman Trophy, after the Heisman Trophy, they're like, what'd you do after you won the party? He's like, I or the award. He's like, I just went home, went to bed. The dude's like, next question. No comment. Yeah. He's just always like about the next play. You know, you want to like see this dude. Like, I'd be curious just to see if he ever just, you know, kind of relaxes maybe at, at, at some point. But the guy's all full steam ahead. And, um, you know, the Bolitnikoff Award would be another great honor for any any guy to, to bring home for Alabama along with that Heisman Trophy. So I have the graphic ready. Um, I'll be completely shocked if he doesn't pull it in. <laughs> Look at you over there calling your shot, Andrew Bone. <laughs> Kyle Henderson, I'm Mick Gillespie. Hey, we appreciate all of you guys joining us for awards night here on BamaInsider.com. As you watch our YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate all of you guys being with us tonight as we we watch with you and, and uh, you know, just kind of go over these uh, players as they come on. Uh, Andrew Bone, I know that you're expecting that it'll be Devontae Smith for the Belichnikov, right? I mean, not Elijah Moore. <laughs> You know, Elijah Moore is a great receiver. Uh, there's a couple of great receivers in the NFL right now from Ole Miss. Um, it's crazy um, how good DK Metcalf and uh, and AJ Brown were. Can you imagine? You know, both of those guys, you know, were very high on Alabama. Uh, you know, AJ Brown, you know, had Alabama in his top two. A lot of people thought he was going to Alabama um, at one point in his recruitment. That would have been crazy if, uh, if Alabama would have been able to get him as well. Uh, but ends up going to Ole Miss. Now Ole Miss has another. Uh, superstar receiver, um, you know he's he's great. I mean, Moore is gonna. I think he's gonna have a uh, great co or great NFL career. Um, but you know, Smitty's gonna win it. Um, I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um, yeah, you know, there's another receiver in college football. Cocky. Right? Guys, I'm getting cocky. Well, we're about to find out. But I mean, <laughs> we're pretty cocky about him winning the Heisman Trophy. If he doesn't win the Bortnikoff, then you know, he's, he's a little nuts. But, uh, I'm just Kyle's got the graphic. You're over here expecting it. Uh, we're gonna find out here shortly. I guess this I mean, look. It would be crazy if he didn't win at this point. Oh yeah, well, it would be shocking if he didn't win. But Alabama um, under under Nick Saban has had some amazing amazing receivers, and I never thought of Alabama as a school with big time receivers. Before Nick Saban arrived, he changed that when they were able to sign Julio Jones out of Foley, Alabama. That that move right there changed it all. And then Amari Cooper won national championships. He's in the NFL. Calvin Ridley. And then Alabama went four for four. I mean, talking about the, just an amazing foursome, uh, a deck of aces, if you will, with the receiving core they had last year with Henry Ruggs and uh, Jerry Judy and Jalen Waddell and the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. So here we go. The Belitnikoff Award would be for Smitty, uh, you know, another feather in his cap on the year. And what's crazy, Bone, is I feel like really any of those receivers could have won this award. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, Alabama's been it's been a lot of fun watching these wide receivers through the years. Um, you, you know, I, we were I was there during the uh, you know during the Shula years. Didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of excitement. You did have DJ Hall and Keith Brown, uh, you know, burning that Florida secondary in two thousand five. But there it is, right there, Devontae Smith, Bolitnikoff Award winner. Uh, how about that? So. Uh, glad that we have Bone, who's uh, television I'm ahead of you guys, right ahead of everyone else, because he hasn't been actually announced yet on on my TV, but I see him on the board here. Now, congratulations, guys! You you're both 100 percent correct with uh, this year's Politnikoff Award winner, Devonte Smith. What a year it's been for him, Kyle. Yeah, uh, some of my favorite moments about Devonte Smith is like he you as he heated up during the season, right? You look at the stats on the screen. Uh, his PFF grade, his Pro Football Focus grade, is ridiculous. It's a ninety four point zero, which is like it's not even good. That's like extreme. Um, but there was my favorite plays was was when he would get so open that there was like no one around him. And you're like, this is the best wide receiver in college football. Shouldn't you be like double teaming him? And still, he finds a way to just get completely wide open. And uh, those are some of my favorite plays. Of course, I think when I think back at Smitty's career, and I know he doesn't like to talk about second and, you know, 26 because, you know, there's always another play. But I'll remember that. And I'll remember the punt return. And I'll also remember this key moment. And I think when he decided to come back uh, for this season, a lot of people were, you know, probably questioned him. I, I think maybe I did at some time. I, I get it. There was a lot of good receivers. Uh, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs here trying to figure out where is he going to go in the draft? And this guy comes back. And I, I think I said it even at the time, I was like, there's no way that this guy's going to catch for more than 1200 yards. What he did during his junior season guy comes back and he's like, no, I'll catch for 1600 yards, 105 receptions, 20 touchdowns. I mean, he's the Heisman trophy winner. I mean, think about all the wide receivers that have come through Alabama, right? Amari Cooper, Jerry, uh, Julio Jones, um, the, the guys I just mentioned and, um, and, and to, to have Smitty put together probably the best season ever out of all those guys really says something. Andrew Bone, he had the signature catch against LSU. I, I thought the biggest play of the season to me went the minute I'll just say, put it like this. The the minute I realized that he needed to be in the Heisman Trophy talk was the uh, little screen pass he's blocking against Auburn and then catches a 5-yard pass. Uh, pulls off from block and catches the pass and goes like 65 or 70 yards for a touchdown and I'm thinking this guy's just different, you know, to be able to do all those things. And you don't see that a lot uh, where you, you, you sell the blocking, you pop out, catch it, and then no one can touch you. Then he had the signature catch against LSU. Remember this year, that was the very next week. And it feels like ever since that catch, he's been the, he really has put himself as one of the front runners for this award, but you know, he had a huge game for Alabama against Florida. He had a huge game with three touchdowns for Alabama in the college football playoff against Notre Dame. That won't even factor into this award. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously he's had an unbelievable season and, um, you know, his career is just, you know, it's just special. It was a special career, um, you know, from that, uh, you know, we talked about, you talked about the, you know, second and 26, but you know, what I'll always remember is, you know, he didn't have a lot of receptions as a, as a true freshman. I think he had only about 15 receptions, but you know, he also had a game winner against Mississippi state, uh, you know, that year over in Startville, which was, I, I remember being at a, at a bar in, uh, in Nashville with some friends and it was, there was about five or six Alabama fans in our in our group, and then it was all Tennessee and Mississippi State fans, and man, did they hate our crew! Um, and yeah, there there was a lot of uh, 
I was about to say one word, but I'll say crap talking going on. Uh, everybody loving that Alabama was about to lose the game, and um, you know people were kind of running their mouths at, uh, at the group that I was with. But um, but then they kind of shut up after uh, after Smitty caught that touchdown pass. Uh, you know, with about I want to say there was about 20 seconds left to go uh, in the game, and uh, took the lead, and uh, and that was it. And obviously. Uh, he had another big catch uh, to close out his uh, his freshman season. So, um, what a remarkable career! It's been a lot of fun watching. It's going, uh, you know. I think a lot of Alabama fans are going to be uh, going to be sad with, to see him leave. Um, but you know what? We we've said that when Julio left, when uh, Calvin Ridley left, when Amari <laughs> Cooper left, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs left. Uh, you know, they just keep reloading. They keep having you know unbelievable players come in. Um, and, you know, make their mark and, you know, continue, you know, a lot of these guys have some big shoes to fill, but they continue to fill them and continue to you know, play at a high level and continue to have a tremendous amount of success. You know, I know it's a, you know, a long shot to probably see Jalen Waddle come back, but can you imagine if Jalen, you know, decided to come back next season and uh, what kind of a season he would have or what kind of season would have, would he have had if he didn't have that injury? Um, would we be talking about Jalen Waddle as the, as the uh, Heisman winner or the um, Bolitnikoff winner? I mean, I think it's very possible because he was having that type of type of season. But you know, for Smitty to uh, you know to finish out his career the way that he has, um, you know, got to give mad props to him. A lot of respect. Um, one of the, one of the best re- receivers to uh, to ever do it at the college level. Some big awards already tonight for Alabama. Uh, that includes the Davy O'Brien National Quarterback Award to Mac Jones, the Outland Trophy Best Interior Lineman, Alex Leatherwood, and they just announced that the Bolitnikoff Award Top Wide Receiver went to Devontae Smith. So Alabama picking up the hardware as we expect it. Uh, Bone, I love talking Alabama football with you because, I mean, you and I both are kind of OGs to this, you know, and, and you talk about like this receiver and, and and this receiver. To me, it all started with Julio Jones, but I really feel like it was Amari Cooper's work ethic that set the standard of, okay, this is how you're going to do it. Julio Jones has more talent than any of the other receivers I've ever seen. He's big and strong and fast, and I'm not saying that he doesn't work hard, but you, you, I remember watching Amari Cooper kind of take this this catches and run routes and work ethic thing to the next level, and it almost feels like that set off the Calvin Ridley. He followed suit same way, and now Devontae Smith same way. Yeah, you know, and, and it also you know opened up uh, you know the pipeline to South Florida for Alabama when uh, when Amari Cooper committed, and uh, you know Alabama started, you know, racking in, you know, they got, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley, and then they ended up getting Jerry Judy, got a couple, excuse me, they have three receivers in this recruiting class from the Sunshine State, uh, all in the Rivals 100. I mean, you got to get that Florida speed, you know, on the, uh, on the field. And, uh, you know, the Alabama has done a tremendous job, you know, poaching that talent from, uh, from the state of Florida, especially in, in South Florida. And, uh, you know, Mari was, you know, obviously a you know, special football player and still is. And, um, you know, he certainly helped Alabama in terms of, you know, Julio was that guy. And, but a lot of people saw Julio as, well, he was the number one recruit in the state of Alabama, Nick Saban's first full year. Um, 
this kid wasn't going anywhere else. He was going to Alabama. Of course, Oklahoma was pretty high on his list. But then you go and get a elite, you know, five star caliber receiver from South Florida, um, a place is you know pretty difficult to recruit because um, you, you're going up against Miami, you're going up against Florida State, you're going up against Florida. Um, you know, most of the time these kids are staying uh, in state, but um, but you know, with those programs having some down years. Alabama was able to capitalize and go down there and get, you know, those type of players. And, uh, and obviously they, they've really opened up the door for all these other, um, you know, tremendous athletes to come in and have a tremendous amount of success. And, you know, even with Devonte Smith, I mean, even though he's from Louisiana, um, you know, with those guys and, and the way that he saw, you know, their production on the field, you know, it was certainly a, um, you know, something that was eye opening to him and certainly something that, uh, you know, helped him with his decision uh, when he committed to Alabama back in 2017. Still some more awards to be given out tonight. Uh, the Remington Award top center, Alabama with uh, Landon Dickerson with a chance to win that award. The Doak Walker Award, best running back. Look for Najee Harris to have a shot at that one. And the Jim Thorpe Award, best defensive back. I'm guessing that Patrick Sertain wins that award. I don't think there's a better defensive back in the country than him. But we'll find out as we go through awards night tonight with Kyle Henderson and Andrew Bone. I'm Mick Gillespie. Great to have you here on Bama Insider and the Bama Insider YouTube channel where Alabama's picked up three major awards tonight and looking to add more hardware to the trophy case. I guess this is part of it. Uh, Kyle, when you when you put together a, a, a tremendous program, you expect to win games, and when you win games, you win awards. Yeah, I mean, it all stems from you know Nick Saban and everything that he kind of emulates with this program. I mean, this guy, you know, is um, is so focused and gets these guys to where they need to be, and it's really incredible year in and year out the talent. Like just like Bone says, I mean, you you look to the fact that you know everyone gets sad and when you watch Alabama and these players continue to leave and then you just reload. You look at Alabama's incoming receiver class, which is just ridiculous. I mean, you guys have seen uh, Bone and I talk about those guys many times. I mean, it just the, the talent coming in is incredible. And Nick Saban continues to, um, you know, set this program really far apart from the rest of the programs in college football, to be honest. I mean, the way he recruits, the way he has Alabama at a different level from the way that these guys speak to the, and address to the media. I mean, these guys are on an entire different level. Um, his organization is top notch. He runs it like an organization. And, um, um, what he does every single year, really, um, you, you see these guys getting these individual awards at the end of the season. And look, these guys don't even like to talk about the individual awards because they're so team driven. Um, Nick Saban has these guys right where they need to be one game away from the perfect season. Well, and you've been looking at Alabama, studying Alabama, covering Alabama for a long time. Of these awards, is there one that stands out minus Heisman trophies? And I mean, in the sense you've been covering the team. You know, I, I think the Joe Moore Award, you know, it's something that started a few years ago. I think that's been really cool. And I, I know Coach Saban mentioned it, um, you know, as, a, as an award being you know, more of a group effort uh, than just an individual. So it, that, that's been pretty cool to see with Alabama, you know, winning two of those awards. Um, you know, it's always fun to watch Alabama win, you know, Heisman Trophies and Doak Walker Awards and Bolitnikoffs and Jim Thorpe's and all that good stuff. Uh, I, I, I always liked the Outland Trophy. I, I don't. I, I don't know why, but I've always liked that. And you know, I remember when Andre Smith won it. Um, what was that back in two thousand? Was that two thousand seven? Maybe. Um, yeah, that was really cool to see because you know Andre was 
that was one of my favorite recruits to cover throughout high school. Uh, you know, I'll never forget going to his, uh, you know, um, press conference on national signing day. And, and he put on the, the bear Bryant houndstooth hat. That was a really cool moment. I know that his whole family was really excited about it. And, um, you know, just to see him, you know, when, you know, Mr. Football in the state of Alabama, go to Alabama, having all, you know, start from day one, have an all American career, then win the Outland Trophy. That was a really cool moment, you know, just because I think he was one of my favorite recruits to cover throughout high school. And you know, certainly, one, you know, one of the best linemen I ever saw at the high school level. You know, he's still playing in the NFL today. Um, you know, I actually thought he would probably have an, a Hall of Fame career uh, in the NFL. Probably not going to have a Hall of Fame career, but, you know, he's he's been in the league for, for several years now and, uh, you know, has had some success, made some money. So good for him. But, uh, but that was always fun. Uh, that was fun for me. I remember when he won that big, it was like the first big award that an Alabama player won during the Nick Saban era. Uh, so that was, that was something that's, that's always going to probably stick out in my mind. Love the super chats. And I want to pull this one back up, Kyle. I saw that you, uh, you had posted a few minutes ago. This is from our friend bombs. He says, uh, guys, Woody, year. thanks for the hard work. If we could hand out a trophy for Bama YouTube content, you would get it. And I think he's talking to uh, you, Kyle and you, Andrew, you guys have done a tremendous job of, you know, national signing day and covering Alabama. And it's been a lot of fun to uh, to jump on here with you as we wait for the next rounds of uh, awards to come out, but uh, you know that's a that's a pretty high compliment, guys. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that was certainly one of the goals, you know, to start to bring something uh, to our YouTube platform to help convert people back to Bama Insider. To be honest, you know, it's just kind of another avenue to provide our content structure to you right here on YouTube, and I think. Um, you know, we're we're trying to achieve that every single day with new creative content. And hopefully you give us an opportunity back at Bama Insider. And I think when you get comfortable enough to kind of understand the personalities that we have right here on Bama Insider, whether it's our team coverage, whether it's our call-in shows, whether it's our recruiting coverage with Andrew Bone, you can get that every single day back at Bama Insider. And I know there's a lot of coverage on YouTube, um, but there's so much more depth back at Bama Insider. So if you want to get behind that premium paywall, the the premium uh, sign-up code is simply Roll Tide at checkout. But, you know, we're happy that you're here. And, um, you know, whenever you want to convert over to a premium subscriber, we'd love for it. Um, there's also a join button at the bottom of this video if you want to show us support. So we're growing as a company rapidly. And, um, you know, we're always trying to look to that next wave and kind of bring that creative content. So when we see messages like that from from bombs or when we see super chats out there or thumbs up, uh, we really appreciate it. So it, it means a lot. And I think we've had a lot of momentum during 2020 and we want to definitely carry that to the next season. Yeah. And uh, just to piggyback on on Kyle, I mean, yeah, this is only a small part of what Bama Insider is. Um, you know, the YouTube channel is great. I love, um, you know, it's a little bit, you know, very personal because uh, you get an up close uh, action with, uh, with the Bama Insider team. But, uh, but, you know, this is an everyday thing for us on BamaInsider.com. Um, you know, you can ask me a question uh, at 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm probably going to respond to you. Um, <laughs> you know, we have a, uh, you know, we got it. We got, we have a lot of great content over there and I know there's free stuff out there, but I feel like you know, once you kind of join a community, you're part of it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah. But I, you know, the YouTube community is awesome. Um, you know, this is not something that, uh, you know, I really 
had much, you know, experience in until this year. And, um, you know, we've, we've certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, you know, the schedule that we have, you know, every single week, uh, just different shows, you know, my recruiting show on Tuesday nights, um, you know, all the other great content that we put out. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we also have a great team over there. I mean, it's not just us. We have, you know, a lot of other guys over there that are, uh, you know, working their butts off every single day to provide the best content, um, you know, on the Alabama football, uh, basketball, baseball, every single part of the Alabama sports you can think of. Um, you know, our guys are bringing it every single day. Well, they've just announced the Broyles Award. We knew this, guys, that Steve Sarkeesian, now the oh, head coach at Texas, and that. And uh, here we go. You mentioned it and uh, a little ahead of us right now, but the, uh, the award for best center is going to go to – Landon Dickerson, he is the 2020 Remington. Oh, winner. what do you think of that, Bone? Well, the video they just showed is great. The whole offensive line came out and started dancing with them. Uh, that was cool. <laughs> big, big, big Dickerson, man. He's a man. I tell you what, what a unbelievable uh, player. You know, I, I remember him. <laughs> coming out of high school and um you know obviously you know Alabama was one of his top five schools coming out of high school but you know they they weren't going to get his commitment he ended up going to Florida State uh and, and I remember when there was some talk about him potentially transferring to Alabama I was like man that kid's kid's good like I think he's just kind of in the wrong situation he had some injuries while he was at Florida State and uh man he's been awesome uh you know I hate that he suffered that injury uh, to end his uh, his career in Alabama, but man, they got it right here in the best center in the country. Yeah, I figured that he was going to win. I'm delayed, obviously, but uh, I know exactly what you guys are talking about now. He's on there. They're interviewing him on ESPN, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes his <laughs> offensive line. Mac Jones is involved. They're all dancing. He's brought a personality to this team that separates them from other teams. You know, people criticize Alabama for being so focused and, you know, not not celebrating wins like, you know, maybe other schools would. But it's it's been this focus. It's not that they aren't enjoying what they're doing. And Landon Dickerson has kind of been at the center, Kyle, of we're going to work hard, we're going to play hard too, and we're going to have a good time winning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this guy came and just like Bone says, kind of to, to jump on that. I mean, he came from Florida State and Florida State, you know, felt that he could be this guy. He never was this guy at Florida State. He was injury plagued. And then he comes to Alabama and, um, you know, really turns into a very versatile lineman. You saw him at the guard position and then you saw him really transform into a leader, um, you know, this last year and kind of be that alpha male that that Alabama offense needed. You need an alpha on both sides of the ball and probably Smitty's that guy as well. So when you have two, even better. Right. Um, but I think when you look at Landon Dickerson and everything that he brings to the table from the leadership perspective, kind of that team guy, he was a captain and that's voted on by the players. And you saw, I think one of the most memorable moments of this entire 2020 season was when he did get injured injured and the entire team came out just like this you know and everyone's patting him on the helmet everybody remembers that and that's a sign of respect that's the ultimate sign of respect i haven't seen that many times in college football to be honest and everybody and i think that really just shows you how important this young man is to the program what he does what he means for this team how hard he works and you don't just become a leader 
just because you become a leader because of hard work, dedication, and because of the work that you put in. And Landon Dickerson having this amazing season um, didn't end the way that he wanted to personally, but I'm sure if Alabama brings home a championship, he's going to be just as happy. All American team. Okay, is this is this new right here? Because I see a lot of Alabama players on this. Yeah, the Walter Camp All American team is being announced right now, and they just went through the offensive side of the ball, which uh, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devonte Smith, um, Landon Dickerson, Alex Leatherwood, Patrick Sertan Jr. or um, the second. Um, those were the Al- Walter Camp All American team right there. Some more big awards coming to Alabama. And another, you know, another night where the Crimson Tide and, and a lot of the different players are are finding that they're going to walk home with, tr- you know, trophies and, and awards and honors that are going to be with Walter, them for the rest Walter of their career. Walter Camp Player of the Year, Devontae Smith. Okay, yeah. So now the uh, Walter Camp All-American team and the, their Player of the Year, Devontae Smith, another huge award for Devontae. Yeah, I didn't even have a graphic for that one. I mean, we're just going to just show um, uh, another image of him just doing some damage against someone and just kind of talk about it over. I mean, um, what more can you say about Smitty, right? I mean, look at this photo. And the thing that's sad about this photo is look at the, the fans, right? It, it was so sad to not see fans in the stands this year. I mean, the, the, I that. yeah, that, that is that is not 2000. Um, right. Look how sad that is. And it's just like, you know, when you go to these games and and I hope whenever we get back to normal, the, the stands are absolutely packed. Like you can't even get in because I think there came to a, a time when I was going to the games here at Brian Denny Stadium that Alabama was just rolling, right? And you're so used to just this normalcy that, you know, sometimes fans will bail out or whatever. But I think when, when the world gets back up, I think you're not going to be able to get in because it's been taken away. So sometimes maybe that will be a positive because these young men deserve – to play in front of, you know, there's nothing like, honestly, there's nothing like playing in a Saturday night at night in uh, Tuscaloosa, especially when they put on those lights. Seriously, it was a whole different dynamic. So, um, you know, Devontae Smith winning another award, not surprised. Well, it's a huge night for Alabama. One of the greatest nights that they're going to have in the history of the school, really, when you get down to it, all these awards that they're winning. They've had great nights before, uh, but this Alabama team and this season, obviously, uh, are, uh, are special. And, and you know, Bone, you've been covering this program for a long time. Where do you rank this season? Well, they got to win it. You know, they got to win it yeah. all come, uh, come Monday. Then we'll talk about it. You know, that, um, you know, that year that Alabama lost in the, uh, you know, national championship to Clemson, you know, I thought that was, you know, one of the best seasons ever for Alabama. And, um, you know, people are, People don't talk about it because they didn't win the national championship. They didn't finish. Um, Deshaun Watson throws that pass to Hunter Renfro on, you know, one second left to go in the game. Um, you know, regardless of what you think may have happened, um, the push off or whatever, they Alabama still lost. And we don't talk about that team as a, you know, one of the best teams ever because they didn't win the national championship. They got to win the national championship uh, Monday for for them to be considered, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, this is one of the best, most potent offenses I've seen. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, especially, and it starts with up front. That offensive line, I mean, we've seen tonight, 
uh, Outland Trophy winner, Remington Award winner. I mean, you know, these guys are, you know, absolute maulers. And, you know, they're the, re- I think, you know, obviously they're the reason why Alabama has had so much success. Uh, you know, Mac Jones has the time to throw the ball. Najee Harris has holes to run through. Um, you know, this offensive line is a special, special unit. And, um, you know, I want to say this offensive line class that Alabama just signed, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, or, you know, I guess last month now, that's this is a special group of kids coming in with, um, you know, J.C. Latham and um, Tommy Brockermeyer and James Brockermeyer, Jaden Roberts, uh, T.J. Ferguson. Uh, you know, there's a lot of expectations in this class. Can they live up to the hype? Um, because, you know, this offensive line class that, I, you know, that I guess, excuse me, this year, this offensive line class this year was certainly special. And there's going to be a lot of people expecting, uh, you know, Alabama not to miss a beat once these kids get on campus. You know, there may be some learning curves there. You know, keep in mind, these guys are just freshmen. But uh, in the next two or three years, it's going to be a special group on the offensive front once again for Alabama. Bowen, we appreciate it. I know you stayed overtime with us on the show tonight, but it's been a lot of fun hearing from you and getting your perspective on all of these different awards that Alabama is uh, picking up. I know it's uh, deep in your heart. You, you bleed that crimson, don't you? <laughs> Born in Tuscaloosa, so uh, you know I've been around it my whole life, and uh, you know it's uh, it, it's been it's been a lot of fun the last uh, you know the, the last you know several years covering Alabama with Nick Saban. The Shula years, you know, wasn't Not- a lot, wasn't a lot. You know, my my early years in the recruiting industry. Um, you know, it was hard to uh, – you know, I was writing about a lot of three-stars back then, so it's, <laughs> it's been a lot a lot more fun writing about five-stars all the time. And, uh, yeah, right. And so I appreciate it, guys. You guys have a good one. Everybody uh, watching the show, thank you so much. You, uh, you know, you're the guys that make our, uh, our channel special, so thank you so much. All right, he's Andrew Bone, our recruiting expert here on Bama Insider, the Alabama rival site, and he has been with a – with us actually longer since than anyone else. He's kind of the grandfather of, of this site, if you really want to get down to it. Yeah, you see my, the gray in my beard now? Yeah, I see that. See Take care. Kyle, what do you, anything uh, that you haven't seen tonight that you expect it? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, I, I think kind of looking at Will Reichard, you know, I wish, you know, that would have broke the internet. I don't think anything on here is going to be too shocking. Um, I'm waiting to see kind of this Doak Walker award, which would be for, um, you know, the, the top running back. I, I think I certainly feel that Najee Harris needs that award. I think kind of everything that he's done this year, the whole campaign, um, I, I think he certainly earns it. I think he earned a, a seat at that Heisman Trophy table, right? I mean, 27 total touchdowns. Everything that he's done this season has been really incredible. Um, so I, I think that would really be the exclamation point on tonight because I think everybody wants Najee, and they know that he deserves some sort of award. Look, he probably doesn't care about it, um, but I think he deserves it just because of the work that he's put in. Um, you're looking at a running back who's, you know, put in four years of work. He has a touchdown record and the most rushing yards uh, above Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. I mean, everybody knows who Derrick Henry is, right? Everybody yeah. knows who Mark Ingram is, right? Yeah. Najee Harris above both of those guys. So, um, you know, can't say much more than that. Why do you think he didn't get the, the, the push for the Heisman until late? 
because I felt like he had a good start to the season and that he should have been considered. He had the Heisman moments. He had the, 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 the great plays. He scored the touchdowns. He had a game what where he scored five touchdowns in one game. It just didn't feel like he really got a lot of momentum until towards the end of the season. It was just too late. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, it's, it could be, you know, for various reasons, I think, in, uh, you know, uh, one particular reasons because Alabama has so uh, an arsenal to choose from. You look at kind of Mac Jones and the season that he had 4,000 yards. Are you kidding me? Um, you look at the season that Devonte Smith had a hundred receptions. Are you kidding me? So it's like, you can only, you know, kind of favor one particular guy and l- look, it's not really a running backs world anymore. And that's weird to say because Alabama is running back you and they're going to be running back you, but this is about receivers. This is about quarterbacks. And, um, you know, it, it's usually a quarterback award. I mean, look, the last wide receiver to win the Highland trophy came in 1991, right? Look, wow. I, I don't know. I mean, do you even remember where you were in 1991? I mean, uh, I, I I remember uh, watching um, Desmond Howard play, and, and I remember his season. I I but I you know to be honest, I, I you know I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I was a little pretty little back then. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly where I was. I was 1991. In 1991, I was living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I was going to uh, elementary school at Kearney Elementary, where the Raiders. <laughs> And I remember having a Desmond Howard poster because I love Desmond Howard. And I love Randy Moss and I love Jerry Rice. Um, So those are all my guys. I was a huge wide receiver guy, you know. So those are the guys that I had posters of. And I remember Desmond Howard with the pose. And and I still have, you know, right here in my office, I still have uh, NCAA football 2014 that I still have a dynasty on. So, yeah, I still get on the sticks. I still play FIFA, soccer. When I do have spare time, which is rare because if anybody knows me, I'm all gas, no breaks. I've been working since 5 a.m., um, and that's just kind of how I roll, but, you know, kind of getting back to 1991 in the receiver award, I mean, it comes seldomly. So my point is getting back to Najee Harris. I mean, he certainly needs this, uh, running back award. I think he's earned it. He's had an incredible year. Uh, I love the guy. I'm going to miss his sound bites because he's a real, he's a guy who's really comfortable in his own skin. Um, completely different interview from him to Devonte Smith. Right. I mean, just completely different guys. I love, you know, just his vibe that he brings that whole West coast vibe. I spent some time, I lived out in California, so I have a lot of appreciation for Northern California and the type of people who are out there. And, uh, you know, the season that he's done, you know, has been really incredible. And I'm certainly going to miss watching Najee Harris. Trey Hannity rejoins the show and we appreciate all of you guys before we talk back to uh, Trey again. Thanks for watching. This is the Alabama rival site, Bama Insider. We appreciate all of you, as I mentioned before, and I've said it over and over tonight and on all of our shows because you guys have made this YouTube channel hot. Uh, your subscriptions, your thumbs up, the uh, algorithm that it creates when you're here hanging out with us brings more people in, and that's what we're all about. Also, go to BamaInsider.com to find out the latest on recruiting on Alabama football. We cover it like no one else. You want the nuggets. You want the inside scoop. We got it all right there. And as a subscriber, which really isn't even that much, it's well worth it. You get all of those things, and uh, then you get to swing over here and hang out with us. want to ask all of you guys, too, on Sunday night, 6 o'clock, make sure you check out the show, the Bama Insider Tailgate Show. Very near and dear to my heart, but Kyle and Trey are part of that show. We put a lot of work into it. It's uh, it's a love. I brought it over here until I got started on this channel, and uh, we're going to be at Innisfree in Tuscaloosa. 
brought to you by Screwball, Peanut Butter Whiskey, and uh, Yingling. So we're going to have some fun watching the NFL and talking about Alabama football. Then that show will air on Jocks 2, 1 to 3 on game day. So that's Monday. All right, Trey Yannity, your thoughts on what Alabama has been able to accomplish tonight, the awards, and uh, really with some more to come, uh, where do you think this one ranks for the Crimson Tide? I think our good buddy's muted. Okay. Well, Let's get him unmuted. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to him, Mick. Yeah, he's got to unmute his button. But when he does, we well, will be uh, – there he is. Know. Hey, what's hey, up? Hey, guys, what's going on? Sorry. You missed that yeah, great I mean, handoff, too. I, I threw you a wonderful pass, <laughs> and uh, you were really killing it. I could read your lips. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think a, a flag was thrown or something. We'll, we'll run it back here. Try right. hey, wait, wait, hold on. We got the Doke Walker. So before you start, let's just see. Right. We need Bone, you know, because he's, like, ahead of us. <laughs> um, so if right. you're there inside the comment box, let us know before we know. This, this is the one that I'm really – uh, waiting on right here. So sorry to kind of interrupt, but I mean, I'd be really upset if Najee doesn't pull this in. Travis Etienne of Clemson has Solid a running back. Love him. He's, a, he's had a great season. Um, we saw him in the national championship game. He's really good, but I just think Najee has had the moments. You know, the, the leap um, in the Notre Dame game, which won't really even factor in this award, but that was kind of the icing on the cake. You know, he's had the the big games, he can catch the ball, he's blocked. Uh, he's so likable, his personality. Uh, and so, uh, Kyle, right when you thought maybe they were about to tell you, they went to commercial. I know, I know the suspense is uh, is killing me. And they know, they, they know what we want to see. I mean, come on. They, they know that the ratings are up for Najee Harris. So, you know, let, let's see what happens. But either way, I think when you look to big-time players um, come Monday night, I mean, you got to circle, circle, circle Najee Harris. I mean, yes, Devontae Smith is going to do his thing. Mac Jones is going to do his thing. Um, and, and I guess, I mean, Jalen Waddle as well. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're kind of getting more comfortable feeling that he's going to play. Um, Nick Saban said he didn't have a crystal ball. I, I love that today. Uh, but Najee Harris is a guy who's always productive. I mean, he's a guy who can take the air out of the game in the later part of the game. He's a home run hitter. Uh, he's ran very hard. And don't forget about the running backs behind him. I mean, Brian Robinson has done a great job stepping in and giving him a blow, and he's run hard. And then the younger running back, uh, Jace McQuellen, has, has been that guy that we're all kind of looking forward to as that freshman who really pops out. You know, I, I think this is really interesting, and I, I want you guys to to listen to this. It's very important, okay? Najee Harris to say, you guys have been asking me about one thing all season long, Killing Robinson, right? What's the update on Killing Robinson? What's the update on him? Well, guess who mentioned him the other day uh, during this press conference that was on Wednesday? Najee Harris. So that tells you that Kellen Robinson will be back next season, okay? Because Najee Harris mentioned him. He mentioned him in that younger group of running backs. If Najee Harris didn't think, you know, that this guy that this guy was coming back or if he's going to transfer out or something like that, he wouldn't have mentioned him in my opinion. So um, I thought that was a really important nugget to kind of listen to. When you listen to these players speak and he mentioned Kellen, I think that was a really big update yesterday. Hmm. Well, we're uh, waiting on the uh, award for the best running back in Alabama and Ohio State play on Monday, and it gives me an opportunity to talk about the watch party. I mean, this is going to be the championship game of watch party. Trey and I are going to start the watch party early, Kyle, before your house. We're going to be at Rounders on the Strip, 
And then we're going to have we're going to have a little Chris Lowe action in there from ESPN. And that's going to lead right into Kyle and you watching the game at the studio. Like what was it like? Sixty seven thousand people did last time uh, watch the show and then right into the post game show with Kyle Henderson. I mean, this is going to be about as good of a national championship game as you could possibly have right here on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's going to be an action-packed day. I mean, we'll have blanket coverage every single day. And and definitely, you know, stick around because we have tons of coverage. And, and don't get tired of, you know, these videos. I mean, look, there there's two football teams left that are playing. It, all these other, you know, teams out there, they're running out of content to talk about. They're already talking about basketball. We're not talking <laughs> about, but look, Alabama basketball, they're having a fine season, by the way. So credit to NATOs because we all saw them take down Tennessee and then they thrashed Florida. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll transition into basketball at some point, but these guys are playing for the national championship and, um, you know, it, it's on Monday. So don't get tired of the coverage. Continue to hit those thumbs up because, you know, the, the days are limited with the 2020 season as we pour into 2021. So, uh, oh, they're switching to, to coach of the year. They're not going to, did, did, did we miss it? I don't think we missed it yet. I think that they easiness. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a a little trickeration here. It's all coach about the year. Okay, you know where that lives. It's a shrine over here outside of Brian Denny. It's coach of the millennium. We got Tom Manning, I guess. Uh, no, who is this for for Iowa State? I don't even know who the the awards are. I mean, the, the coach of the year is clearly Nick Saban, but he's not. I don't think he's going to win this award, right? It's the Bama fatigue. We always talk about it. Yeah, People, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that Reese Davis on there? Isn't that Reese Davis or is that Chris Fowler? I, Reese Davis, yeah, Alabama alum Reece, right there. Yeah, Alabama alum. I thought that was Reese. I just caught it out of the corner of my eye. Uh, yeah, Alabama alum and uh, someone who uh, has made uh, just an absolute success out of their career. It's great to have him on on Saturdays and today giving the awards out. All right, well, well quickly, Trey, as we, we wait on this uh, award that we're hoping that Najee Harris wins, obviously, uh, tell your thoughts on everything that has transpired tonight. Anything that you saw that you didn't see so far with some awards left? You know, uh, if there's one award I want to highlight, it's that Lou Grazo award. Will Riker did everything in his power. I mean, literally, he didn't miss a kick this season. He, uh, he went 90 for 90, 77 extra points, made 13 field goals. The two guys he went up against each missed two kicks. One of them missed two extra points. Um, the winner missed two field goals. So, you know, that's a tough one uh, just because that's a position Alabama struggled with. Finally, this season, they had the guy. Probably deserved that award. Doesn't get it. That's all right. Alabama's now claimed, what, five, six of these things. They're running out of space. I, I think the the Malmore renovations were to clear out some, some room for new trophy cases and whatnot. Um, but, you know, just another great night for this program. Another great night in this season uh, where Alabama seems to be doing everything right, seems to be winning, you know, in every way they can. Just one more to go uh, on Monday as far as the games go. But the Doak Award coming up here soon for Najee Harris and uh, the Coach of the, the Year Award. Now, I, I can't tell if they've given it to Chadwell yet. I know he's a nominee there showing some videos of uh, the Coastal Carolina head coach. Um, what's, their, um, what's their mascot? The Chanticleers. The yeah. Chanticleers. <laughs> love it. Love it. It's a classic one. Yeah, it's a fun program. It was, uh, you know, maybe just an hour before one of our Bama watch parties this year. We got to watch that yeah. team knock off BYU. That's yeah. a fun program that's, uh, you know, really made a splash this season. 
But you know who they were bested by? They were bested by, in the end, Liberty and Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze right? Yes. And, and they, they were saying today on uh, VolQuest, our sister uh, site on Tennessee, they were saying hiring Freeze, and then they zoomed in on Freeze. Does mm. that mean potentially Hugh Freeze? I don't know. I mean, maybe huh. that's something for another time. But, you know, there's a lot going on in Tennessee, obviously. <laughs> hiring Freeze. Like, we're not hiring anybody. Yeah, but they zoomed in on Freeze. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Someone, some social media genius did that. <laughs> uh, you got to love it. No one makes hype videos better than Tennessee. Uh, all productions, <laughs> man. Those guys kill it. You, you watch those videos and you're like, man, this is the best team ever. Just got to figure out a way for them to do it out on the football field. But Jamie Chatwell, who's from 30 minutes outside of Knoxville, who just won the Coach of the Year award, turned uh, Coastal Carolina into a national brand. He could be somebody, uh, really not to get into this discussion now, but that maybe Tennessee looks to in the future. We're talking Alabama, though, and the Crimson Tide tonight, trying to add more to the trophy case. They've already had – a great night. And when you talk about some of the awards that you can go ahead and mark down, uh, it includes the uh, quarterback award that was given out tonight, the Danny O'Brien award, excuse me, Davey O'Brien award, best quarterback, Mac Jones. Uh, It was an Outland trophy for Alex Leatherwood. That was a big award. The Bolitnikoff award, top wide receiver went to Devante, the slim reaper, Smith and um, you know, and Alabama is just hoping that they can continue the Remington award. That's the best center went to Landon Dickerson. And I feel like I'm missing one. Um, Walter King player of the year. Maybe did you get Outland? Oh, and the out, that's it. They, yeah. The Outland with uh, Alex maybe, Leatherwood. Maybe, I got maybe, Trey, maybe make the banner and let's uh, do we have all, all of them in? Yeah, I think we're good to go here. We got, okay. I believe, five awards now, which is just a crazy number to think about. I mean, you know, we came into the night, um, I think, with the idea that this was possible and all these players were super deserving. Um, but, you know, it, it's great to see the awards officially given out. I think that Outland one is another one you really look at, um, you know, as we get close to this running back award given away here in just a minute. That's one, uh, you know, I think is more deserving than the rest because Landon Dickerson has been such a big part of this offense. That line as a whole doesn't get enough credit. And he's been the heartbeat. It's so unfortunate he won't be able to be a part of this playoff. Uh, but, you know, at least getting some credibility here with the Outland Trophy. And so I, I think the, the, I think the final award. Yeah, I think the, the final two are uh, the Doak and then the Maxwell. Maxwell is kind of like the the all, you know, all-purpose player, whatever. So um, I think those are the two that we're waiting on. Just in, if you're out there, just wondering. Fing- fingers are crossed. A lot of these trophies are so cool. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like the I love the Heisman, but you look at these trophies, and it's like the same thing. It's like a, a bronze man, you know, like stiff arming someone, oh, or, yeah, yeah, you know, kicking, or you know, it'd be no matter how prestigious of an award you win in the future, some of these are they they just look great. And here it is. So, Brees Hall of uh, Iowa State is the other running back with. Uh, ETN and of course Harris. There it is, Najee. And it is Najee Harris Ooh. to win the Doak Walker Award. Uh, and that was before he had the moment where he uh, just absolutely hurtled uh, Notre Dame defensive back uh, in that 31 to 14 win. But this is a, another huge award. And so tonight, the big three for Alabama have all won major awards, Kyle. 
Yeah, I mean, this is um, I'm really pleased because, you know, as I've been talking about Najee Harris, I just have so much respect for his game and just all the craft that he's put into being the player that he is today. I mean, you look at the the stats on the stat line right here, 229 attempts, 1300 yards, 24 rushing touchdowns, 36 receptions for 346 yards with an additional three touchdowns. The performance that really blew me away for Najee this year was against Florida. I think he set himself apart in that game. I think he told the, the country that he's the best running back, period, in college football. The guy came back when he didn't have to. Um, I think it was a brilliant move. The guy has, you know, exemplifies leadership, hard work, and now sitting up with the Doak Walker. Um, just really pumped up because Najee here certainly deserved this. And uh, what a great moment for the young man. Yeah, and, it, and it, I mean, just it doesn't quite cap off a big night at May, but it's good to see him get the uh, recognition as well. So Alabama heads into this game against Ohio State, winning most of the hardware, the national hardware, along with the Heisman Trophy and the Johnny Unitas Award. Tonight's been a big night for them. But Trey, Najee Harris, uh, maybe the greatest running back in Alabama history. At least he's had the greatest career of any running back in Alabama history. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's hard to deny at this point the things that he's able to do. And you even look past the numbers, just the the ability that he has as a football player, just as an athlete, is insane to think about. That hurdle, um, you know, against Notre Dame, I think sealed it. But just the plays he's been making throughout his entire career. You know, we saw that one at South Carolina last year that everybody remembers. Fourth down, little dump off, breaks, tackles, spins, hurdles, scores the touchdown. He's just so dedicated to this game and it's it's paid off. You know, he was a guy that, was a third string running back in a very talented class. He obviously took lessons from Damian Harris and, um, you know, it's just grown and gotten better. And we saw the same with the guy that was also up for this award and Travis Etienne at Clemson, but he decided like Najee to come back and, and didn't have that big senior season. It's a risky decision to make, you know, to, to take the cash or to come back for one more year. And it really panned out for Najee Harris. He probably should have been a Heisman finalist and in most years I think would have been, um, you know, even could have won this award in most years. But, um, you know, the Doak Trophy is is, is going to look nice on his trophy shelf. It's not the Heisman, but, um, you know, this is a, a well-earned award. And I think one that people are going to remember for a long time because Najee Harris really separated himself as the best running back in the country this season. Well, we're closing in on the final award to be given out tonight. And it's been a lot of fun seeing Alabama continue the momentum that they've had throughout this entire uh, award season. But if they don't win the national championship, Kyle and Bone kind of alluded to that, this season's not going to be a season that Alabama's going to remember as, and I hate to say that because it's unfair, but if they don't win the national championship, it's not going to go down as one of the greatest seasons ever. Yeah, I mean, you play to win the game, right? You play to win the game. I mean, you got to you gotta end it with the ship. I mean, that's the only way. I mean, all these awards are great and stuff like that, and these guys are fired up and they worked hard for it. But that at the end of the day, you want the main goal is perfection. And um, these guys got to do it against a very angry Ohio State team. So, um, you know, we'll see what they can do. I mean, these guys are are healthy. I mean, look, look at it. I, I, I talked about this on my videos. A lot of the videos that I put up, I like to give credit to um, Jeff Allen, Dr. Um, Matt Ray, David Ballou, just because Alabama over the course, you know, since I've been covering the team, you know, there's there's been a lot of injuries every single year. It's like, you know, the team gets depleted by this time. This year, um, yeah, they had Jalen Waddell. You know, they, they had uh, Trey Sanders. that He wasn't even playing football when he got his injury. And then they had Landon Dickerson at the end of the year. Other than that, this team has been 
very healthy, which is a credit to the training staff um, and, and just all around the organization. I mean, it's uh, it's really impressive to see how healthy these guys are at this time of year. And I think that'll honestly be the difference maker. Having Jalen Waddle back, having all these guys healthy has been really impressive to see. Well, Alabama will play seven o'clock central time in Miami for the national championship against Ohio State. It's been a game that we've kind of felt like was teetering on being uh, moved because of a possible COVID outbreak at Ohio State. But uh, so far, they've seemed to be able to uh, keep this thing on on uh, task for Monday, and that'll be good for everyone just to get this season over. And I guess the biggest thing is, you know, maybe with COVID, I mean, you never you never know who's going to have it. So it, it, you try to run from it as much as you can. Alabama has done a tremendous job this year of uh, really limiting the uh, issues with COVID. Let's talk about this football game while we wait for the final awards, Ohio state's pass rush versus Alabama's offensive line. To me, Trey, that's kind of the biggest part of this game that I have question marks. And it's really because the uh, best center in the country, the Remington award winner is not going to be there for Alabama. Chris Owings is going to have to step in again. Did not grade out too uh, fantastically last time by um, uh, football focus. And so I, say that with this offensive line that includes the Outland Trophy winner and Alex Leatherwood, uh, that really tough Ohio State defense against Alabama's great offensive line minus their center. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a huge hit any way you draw it because he's probably the best offensive lineman in the country, Dickerson. Um, but, you know, like you said, you have uh, a guy that just won a big award in the Outland Trophy as well. There's great interior protection for Alabama's line. The tackles have been awesome. Um, and, you know, this offense is just so talented everywhere else. It might not make as much of a, a difference, um, you know, in this title game. Mac Jones has been able to handle pressure well. He was blitzed a ton in that semifinal game against Notre Dame and, you know, was able to adjust. He was really able to settle down um, nicely, make some dump offs where he had to. And I think we'll see a lot of the same in this upcoming game. You know, I, I really look to uh, the defense more so in this one and I'm interested in how they come out because they look very solid, you know, throughout the season at times they had the quarter streak, the scoreless streak there. Um, but, you know, in other games like Old Miss and Florida and even Notre Dame to an extent, there were drives where you just felt super uncomfortable and felt like they didn't really have a grasp on the scheme or what they were trying to do. And I think that was, you know, kind of a result at the beginning of the season of just some really intense, um, you know, really just thought out schemes that the defense wasn't quite ready yet. Pete Golding's a great defensive mind and maybe just got a little bit too advanced. They simplified it for Georgia week. They've looked great since then. I um, mean, obviously against Florida, they were burned several times. Kadarius Tony had a day, some other guys as well. So you just got to limit that. You got to limit big days. You know, thankfully, Patrick Sertain is going to be locking down a great receiver in, um, you know, Olave. And there's there's other talented players on that team, too. Trey Sermon, uh, you know, is a guy that I worry about a little bit. But I think this defense is just going to keep it simple in this national title game and, um, you know, do what they do best, contain, put some pressure on the quarterback. You know, maybe a 50-50 Justin Fields. We'll see how he comes out, how he looks. But, um, you know, just keep it simple if you're the defense. And I think offensively, do a lot of the same. Don't overthink it. If, the, you know, Chris Owens maybe struggles like he did against Notre Dame, take a breath in and figure out a way because this offense is too talented not to. Kyle, these guys, Ohio State, they have players that can really match up with Alabama as we keep an eye on the Burlesworth Trophy winner, which was from Pitt. 
Jimmy Morrissey still waiting for the uh, final awards, though. But they're going to have talent that's equal to Alabama. Their recruiting classes, just like this year, it was Bama 1, Ohio State 2, are as good as anyone. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, straight up, these guys are, you know, very dangerous and, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I think kind of when I look to this particular game, um, I look to the trenches, you know, as, as we always do. And I think that um, we'll go over the awards. People are asking, Mick, for, for you to go over the awards and kind of just uh, recap the awards. We'll, we'll do that. Trey has a banner. If you could update that banner at the bottom of the screen, Trey, appreciate that. Um, the the Mackey Award went to uh, one of my favorite players to watch, Kyle Pitts of Florida, by the way. Continue. Oh, great. I, I mean, that, like I said earlier, that guy's incredible. Um, oh, Jamie, I disagree. Kyle Pitts is, is solid. Much respect, though. I appreciate it. Um, I, I think when you look at Alabama versus Ohio State, and we're waiting on the final awards to be announced, and then we'll, we'll peel out of here. I think, you know, you look to the way that Ohio State's defensive line played and beside and go to BamaInsider.com. I have all the grades kind of stacked so you can see Ohio State's defensive line versus Alabama's offensive line per pro football focus. And Ohio State's interior defensive pass rush is very dangerous. And you look to Chris Owens, and I think he's going to be a guy. See at the bottom of the screen, fam, that's all the awards that Alabama has won tonight. So in case you're wondering. Um, but getting back to that kind of Ohio State pass rush, if they can keep Mac Jones clean, which they've done this season. I mean, Mac Jones has been fabulous. I think he's only been sacked like eight times or something like that, which is incredible. If they can keep him clean, then Alabama will be able to distribute the football to Najee Harris, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. And I think they'll be fine because one of the biggest differences in this game is Ohio State's defensive backs grayed out like in the 60s. So there's going to be a big mismatch on the outside between Alabama's receivers and Ohio State's corners. Yeah, and I, I kind of have that feeling too. Um, but again, as all of you guys watch here, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you being here with us tonight. And don't forget, you need to make sure that you're with us on game day because we're going to have coverage that's going to be uh, starting uh, early and often. So we're going to cover Alabama and Ohio State like a blanket right here on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. Uh, two blue blood programs, just like Alabama and Notre Dame. And it's only the fifth time that these two teams have ever played. And last time was in the college football playoff, one of only three losses that Nick Saban has had in the college football playoff 2014 in the Sugar Bowl, a game I was at. And I felt like Ohio State uh, was – going into the game should be the much better team. And uh, and honestly, uh, it was pretty even matchup. I mean, uh, Ohio State won the game. Blake Sims was a quarterback. And it was really uh, Reggie Ragland getting knocked out at the linebacker spot uh, after Zeke Elliott ran into him. And that changed that game. Then Alabama didn't have an answer for Ohio State. I like the way Alabama matches up a lot better this time around with uh, a Davey O'Brien award-winning quarterback and a, a Doak Walker winning running back and a Bolitnikoff winning wide receiver, as we saw here tonight, including a Heisman Trophy winner and a Broyles award-winning offensive coordinator. Um, you know, as we kind of wait on these final awards, what, what's the X factor in this game, Trey, between Alabama and Ohio State? I think the X factor is just figuring out a way to be the better defense at the end of the day. Both offenses are very talented. Both have – you know, great skill players, a lot of first round guys. Um, but, you know, it's going to I think it's going to come down to the defense on both sides. We saw Ohio State's defense come out and look like they hadn't all season. They didn't look like that against Indiana or Northwestern. They made a statement against Clemson. 
I said it earlier on our Monday night quarterback show. I don't think this game is nearly as personal for Ohio State. So, you know, maybe the aggression isn't at that same level. But at the same time, you're competing for a national championship. So the stakes are there. Um, you know, our guy's going to be able to control those nerves and, um, you know, make some big plays. We'll see. But Alabama and their big games this season have gotten big defensive plays, big defensive turnovers, even an offensive turnover there. Shout out to John Mechie. Um, but, you know, those turnovers and those big plays on the defensive side of the ball, I think, are what are going to make the uh, the difference in this one. But I think we're going to be in for a thriller. This is a great matchup. And, uh, you know, one, I think the country's been waiting to see in the national title for quite some time. Still waiting on the Thorpe Award winner. And um, we're uh, just about to the point where they're going to have to announce that here soon. Uh, but it's been an, an exciting night. I mean, Alabama has done as well as you could possibly do. Uh, this is why there is something called Alabama fatigue, Kyle. I mean, when you win award after award after award, uh, not everyone's happy for you. I mean, honestly, it's incredible to see that, you know, when you cover Alabama football, look, we are just covering the Heisman Trophy. Before that, we were covering a coaching change, Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, you turn on ESPN. I mean, what other programs are they talking about? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Look, all, all the other programs out there, look, I respect you guys are working. You guys are covering the teams. Nobody matters except Alabama. That's that's the that's the truth. That's why they I mean, and, and it's not it's nobody's fault. Look, Nick Saban has just elevated Alabama to this other threshold of athletics and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah, they could lose from time to time, but nobody cares about any other program. That's why ESPN constantly talks about Alabama. Alabama, every single time you turn on the TV, they win awards in their sleep. You wake up and you're like, oh, they want another award. So that's just part of it. It's Nick Saban. You know, it's the organizational process that he's done. This program is on an entirely different level. Look at the ticker. Look at the bottom level. Right. I mean, um, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, and it's been another special night for Alabama, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into winning awards. I mean, as Nick Saban has talked about before, I mean, it's the result of all of the work that you put in. And obviously when you add the talent to it and the facilities, it makes Alabama a great destination to be recognized. And then these guys are going to go on to the NFL and there they're going to make a lot of money and they'll play on Sundays. Um, and, and it's, it's, been fun watching the guys leave the Crimson Tide and go to the NFL and dominate there too. You know, you got running backs and wide receivers and now quarterbacks. I mean, every time you turn around, someone else is making an impact uh, at the uh, Sunday level, if you will, the NFL. So uh, just to, really just a couple more of, of awards left. And it's been, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the Thorpe Award is about to come up here shortly. And I'm thinking that Patrick Sertain has a really good chance to win this award. Yeah, Patrick Sertain. I mean, the guy that, you know, I, I really like. I mean, the guy that will certainly go to the NFL. Um, his pops played in the league. Um, the guy is a very lengthy corner, which I really like. He's about 6'2", six 6'3". Six um, very good corner in space, a great open field tackler. Um, I, I think the guy is certainly someone who want who you want on your team on, on NFL. And here it is, the, the Jim Thorpe, and we're about to learn that. Doesn't have a lot of interceptions, but he comes up with plays. I mean, the guy is all over the field, um, very soft-spoken, very humble, and, um, you know, completely uh, just a, an incredible corner. I, I just love his lockdown ability. Now, he's going to have his hands full against Ohio State, so it'll be another opportunity for him to increase his draft stock uh, coming up against Ohio State. 
Jim Thorpe, one of the all-time great NFL players, one of the great NFL names, <laughs> but did it first in college football. And you look at the pictures on the SPN, and he just looks like a gristled guy that you wouldn't want to run into in a dark alley, Jim Thorpe. Uh, and I love the leather helmet, too. Kyle, you wear one of those on Sundays, don't you? Yeah, along with my many other helmets. So, um, look, I mean, people in the comment box are like, so other programs don't matter. Look, I, I, I'm just saying it. Look, I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, but, I mean, Alabama sells for everybody. That's why you turn on a channel and you're just like, Alabama football is because, look, that's the program that is – playing in the championship. That is the program that is winning the awards. And guess what else they're doing? They're sending players to the NFL in every single NFL draft, not in the third round, not in the fourth round, not in the fifth round, in the first round every single year. Um, I mean, you guys watched the NFL draft last year, right? I mean, Tua Tungvaluwa, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Jedrick Wills. I mean, it never stops and it's not going to stop in 2021. And we're about to transition kind of to our draft coverage pretty soon because guys, um, Oh, and uh, Patrick Sertan didn't even win the award. Some guy, this uh, Trevor from uh, TCU did. Wow, man! Come on, that's it's, that's that's a little surprising. I mean, you know, this is a this is a Patrick Sertan this season that um, you know you didn't hear his name called a lot because they weren't throwing to the receivers that he was covering pretty much ever. Uh, you know, it was a great season for um, for Mr. Trevor out there in Texas, but I don't think you can have the kind of season that Patrick Sertain had this year. He's going to go in the top 10 uh, of this NFL draft. Like we're talking about all these NFL guys. This is going to be one of the first ones taken from Alabama. Um, you know, surprising. If nothing else, he didn't win this award. Deserving uh, for the winner there. But, um, you know, Patrick Sertain did everything it took. Well, guys, I think that just about does it for us tonight, right? We've oh, we got the we got the Maxwell. Okay, the Maxwell. So we got one more award left. That's like the granddaddy. But you know who who's going to, right? I don't know. I mean, come on, come yeah. on. Me, it, he's yeah. won a lot. He's won a lot. Maybe they'll give Mac this one, you know, just for consolation or something. Oh. The the most frustrated guy right now has got to be Trevor Lawrence because. <laughs> The, the games that he missed with COVID really cost him the opportunity to win some of these big-time awards. No, but, but, he came in favorite this year and, and, and had a great season, but he missed some games. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, the guy's going to be – I mean, how much is he going to sign for, though? I mean, the Jaguars are going to take him. Wait, what is he going to make, honestly? Like, what's his, his signing going to be? I mean, it's going to be pretty incredible. I mean – um, I mean, everybody wants him as the first pick, so you know he'll take it. I don't. The awards would have been nice, but I'm sure you know what his like 35 million dollar contract or whatever will will keep him happy. <laughs> yeah, you know this is. I think for Trevor Lawrence um, in a regular season, this is this is a lot different. But um, you know he he did have COVID this year, no fault to him, uh, but he had to miss those games, and it hurt him. Like Kyle's saying, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, even if in a regular season, if he's able to get the, uh, you know, the Heisman moments. These other guys this season, Devontae Smith had plenty of them, Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, played in a game this year against Notre Dame. But outside of that, you know, what was the, what was the biggest win? Boston College? Um, he just really, I don't think he would have had the moments to get it done. The numbers probably would have done it for him. Uh, but, you know, we'll see if he wins this Maxwell Award here. The ugly stepsister in this whole thing. Poor Trevor Lawrence. What do you guys think? Uh, how how much of the uh, of the Alabama brand helps you when it comes to these national awards? 
Um, I don't know. I think it helps and hurts. Yeah, I I think so too. Like for example, Patrick Sertan, he probably, I mean, he just got robbed. That was a you know kind of the Bama fit. So here you go, Maxwell finalist, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Devontae Smith. I mean, we were just talking about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he could certainly win the Maxwell because it goes to the all around player. So maybe if you kind of look at the course of his career. I guess, but but then again, you have Devontae Smith right there. His career is pretty impressive too. Plus, he just won the Heisman. So I guess we'll see. Um, this will be our final award um, of the evening. Will be the uh, Maxwell Award. Ah, I'm like that far behind you because it just popped up on my screen. So I'll be relying on you guys. Uh, Alabama, two of the three finalists in this award. If the trend continues, it would be Devontae Smith. Uh, if this was an award for the you know the best collegiate career i'll tell you uh, i wouldn't put mac jones in there but Devonte smith and trevor lawrence would have a battle i mean you talk about two guys who have had just a, an amazing career of course Devonte smith made the most of his freshman season catching game-winning passes against mississippi state on the road and then of course the game winner against georgia the walk-off trevor lawrence led Clemson to a perfect season, beating Alabama for the national championship. His freshman season uh, took an undefeated Clemson team into – were they undefeated? Yeah, they were undefeated last year playing against LSU. They lost in the national championship game. And then uh, this year, the the only loss he had at quarterback was, you know, on New Year's against Ohio State. So it's like, what, 34 and – two as a starting quarterback now this is a seasonal award it's a season award they don't look at all that but i'm just saying just for the the sake of argument here uh you're talking about two guys who have had just amazing seasons and and the the crazy thing about smitty is that if it wasn't until jalen waddle went down that he was kind of had to emerge as the number one target for alabama and that's when uh things started to really take off for him in his career and uh, he could be drafted as high as third in the NFL draft this year. And so staying in school for him was the best thing he ever could have done, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, he made a great decision, and that's something that Nick Saban even talked about during his press conferences. Look, at, and this is kind of some inside scoop, so nugget alert. We need we need a nugget alert um, soundbite, so I'll, I'll go ahead and add that. So, like, nuggets. So after every single game, after the final game of the season, right, so Alabama and Ohio State will play – um, in their game, literally right after the game, Nick Saban, there you go, Trey, Nick Saban will sit down all the players who are draft eligible and he will give them their, their draft grade literally right after, because he doesn't want them to talk to agents. So this happens immediately following the game and he'll go over where these guys are in the NFL draft and he'll give them an honest draft grade. And he talks about kind of, you know, where you're at and if you're not making third round money to come back. So I think he had those discussions with clearly with Najee Harris and Devonte Smith and had those guys come back this season and, and look where these guys are going to be now. So Nick Saban cares about these guys, not only from a student athlete standpoint, make sure that, you know, they, they leave Alabama with a, a, a degree, but also make sure that they're set up business wise. And um, you look at Devontae Smith, you look at Najee Harris or other guys that have come back. It's, it's certainly paid off. Now, it doesn't pay off for everybody. I mean, um, but but in these two cases, these are great examples of listening to Nick Saban in a business perspective, because Nick Saban certainly a great businessman. And, you know, think about how how much this means for the future, too. You know, not just what these guys have done on the field for Alabama and their playing careers, but coming back as, 
you know, maybe set a new standard for players. These are two guys that could have gone, you know, sat very pretty in this last NFL draft, but they decided to come back and had, you know, incredible success with Najee Harris and Devontae Smith. One of them won the Heisman. So, you know, if you're a player down the road, you look back on this and you think, wow, maybe I should come back and do it again one more time. And, you know, if it's Nick Saban, it's hard not to. Uh, we've had some great winners tonight, and uh, they're scrolling across the bottom of the screen and um, still waiting on a couple of more uh, awards. The Maxwell Award, which uh, a lot of times it mimics the Heisman Trophy. Last year, Joe Burrow won the award, the Heisman Trophy winner, and um, this year the Heisman Trophy winner is Devontae Smith. So, you know, one more award, another cool-looking trophy. Um, these these are the names, you know, that go back. You think about the history of college football, and, and it's these guys that the awards are uh, named after. They have the people's, you know, the guy's likeness on there, and they're about as cool as 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 they come. So love it that the Robert Tiny Maxwell is who this award's named after. you got to have a great nickname, which tells me that when you're the Slim Reaper, <laughs> uh, maybe you're the next guy, Kyle. I'm going to just uh, – I'm feeling good about Slim winning this one. So I like this photo right here. Look at that. That's about <laughs> as slim as you can get, right? That's the Slim Reaper in his finest. Um, you look at him and you would, he's just so – he's a clean-cut guy. Look, he, I love the velvet. Anybody <laughs> yeah. velvet. That's an alpha move, and not a lot of people can do that. You put on velvet, you go somewhere with the bow tie, game over, right? I mean, he's been in business from day one, and then you roll in the velvet. Mm -mm. I mean, that, nobody's touching you. You put velvet on, it's a whole different level. He looks like a baby face in wrestling. You know, like he's a guy you're trying to cheat off of on your test in class. You know, he just has that. <laughs> he looks like oh, so look, look, I, I like this from Jarvis. The Dapper Reaper. The Dapper Reaper. Agree with that. <laughs> to think of like uh, the the type of football player he is, you you really you wouldn't see that guy and think, hey, this is the best football player in the country. <laughs> uh, you would think maybe this guy's he's just figured out a cure for cancer or something, but uh, <laughs> does a little bit of everything. And um, and the Maxwell Award winner is the Slim Reaper. Slim won it. I told you. I had that photo ready to go. I love it. <laughs> Damn, Worst, on, tonight, he didn't have the bow tie. I guess you switch it up. You do bow tie for the Heisman. For the Maxwell, you you got to you got to go with the the regular tie. The old, you know, the the plaid tie, looking sharp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Slim. I mean, it's just uh, an incredible season. I, I love it. Wins the Maxwell Award. We'll add it to the bottom of the screen. Trey, can we get the update when you're ready? Um, I mean, he put together just a fabulous season. I think we all kind of re we all respect, the, you know, the craft that he's put in just a couple nights ago, um, you know, wins the Heisman Trophy and then he wins, uh, you know, another great honor tonight. And just so much goes into it. I mean, this is a team first guy and he'll have another opportunity um, to continue to be perfect. Perfect. And here he is with Desmond Howard. That's a pretty cool honor, right? You're getting interviewed by the last Heisman Trophy back in 1991. That was a receiver. And, um, you know, the, the quest continues. And I'm sure these guys are looking forward to these awards. But at the same time, they're, they're you know, you could kind of tell that Devontae Smith was tired of being interviewed after a while. So these guys get rest, get dialed in and get ready for the national championship game. But way to end the night with the Slim Reaper winning the Maxwell Award. Very well deserved. Yeah. And, you know, De Desmond Howard, it's uh there's a there's a there's going to be a special bond between he and 
and uh, Smitty. Just the fact that you don't have a lot of, of wide receivers win this award, and you know, you 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 you, you get an opportunity to kind of welcome it, welcome him into the fraternity. And uh, one more game for Alabama. Any final thoughts, guys, before we close up shop tonight? Uh, you know, if this, if tonight, what Alabama's done here hasn't, um, you know, got you excited for what's coming Monday, I don't know what can because they cleaned house tonight as they should have. This is the team. This is maybe one of the greatest Alabama teams that they've ever put out there. Uh, M. Craig saying he needs to teleport to Monday. I'm with you, man. If you got any room, let me hop in there because. Uh, I am, I'm anxious. I'm ready to go. We're going to have great coverage all week. It's it's almost here. Alabama doing what they needed to do tonight. Those guys getting the respect they deserve. Great to see it. And they've earned it. How about you, Kyle? Any final thoughts? Well, uh, we had someone ask for an injury report. Look, there's only two players that were really watching going into this game that you know had uh, injuries. One was clearly Jalen Waddle, who we've talked about uh, pretty much every single day. And I think listening to Nick Saban, it's kind of just a day-to-day process. And they're going to see um, how he can continue to uh, manage throughout the week leading up to Monday. So he said game time decision. And then you also have Malachi Moore, who was a little banged up during Florida, didn't play um, you know, in the last game against um against Notre Dame, but I think from, you know, listening to Patrick Sertan today, he said he's good to go. So Alabama's healthy, you know, minus Landon Dickerson, who will be out because of his knee injury. So Alabama's super healthy. Ohio State, um, you know, looks like they'll be good to go with Justin Fields. You can watch those interviews right here on Bama Insider, but Alabama cleans up tons of awards tonight. You can catch all the recap back at BamaInsider.com. Thank you very much for joining. I'll let Mick, Mick close it out. Yeah, and look, we're going to have any press conference. You'll be able to get the uh, press coverage clear and you'll be able to hear it and see it in perfect quality right here on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. Uh, any nuggets on the game, Kyle's going to have for you on BamaInsider.com. Tony Sukalis is uh, covering the team as well. He'll be in Miami for Monday's matchup. So again, BamaInsider.com for that, the Alabama rival site. Then on Friday night, uh, you know, we start to think about the game. Saturday, we get excited for it. But then Sunday night, we really start to put the wheels in motion for our coverage of the contest itself. Six o'clock from Innisfree in Tuscaloosa. You, 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 if you're in California right now, we have people that were in what uh, uh, Japan and 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 Australia. In you guys, the Philippines. You guys want to get a real feel of Tuscaloosa. Join us on Friday night for, I mean, excuse me, I keep saying Friday night, on Sunday night for the Obama Insider Tailgate Show. It's really a radio show. We just put it on here for you guys to be able to sit back and watch it and hang out with us. Uh, Kyle and Chris Lowe from ESPN will be there. Uh, Also, uh, Lance Taylor from Jocks and much more. Uh, Andrew Bone will jump in. Trey will be there. It'll be a fun night for that. And then on game day, we're going to have the biggest watch party that man has ever seen. It's going to be amazing. So just be ready to hang out with us. Trey and I will get things started. Then we'll throw it over to Kyle. And then after the game, Kyle will take your calls. And after the game, it's it could be happy if Alabama wins, but there's always a little bit of sadness that football season is officially over. But it is nice that football season will end with Alabama playing in the final game. And we'll have all the coverage again on the Bama Insider. So thanks for watching, guys. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to our Bama Insider YouTube channel. Big night for the Crimson Tide. 
And uh, one more time before we get out of here, I'm going to try to go through some of the awards that Alabama was able to win, just in case you missed it. The Davy O'Brien Award went to Mac Jones, best quarterback. The Blitnikoff Award went to Devontae Smith, best wide receiver. The Outland Award went to Alex Leatherwood, best interior lineman. The Remington Award went to Landon Dickerson, best center. Johnny Unitas Award wasn't given out tonight, but that was for the best under uh, underclass QB that went to Jones. The Doak Walker award went to Alabama's Najee Harris, a running back. Uh, the, what, what am I missing here, Kyle? There's like two more that I, um, the greatest of all time. I mean, it's like the, we have them all at the bottom, right? Trey? Yeah. Well, hold on. I, I got caught up because, okay. The Walter camp award went to, uh, Devontae Smith and the uh, Maxwell Award went to the Slim Reaper. <laughs> Roll Tide, man. That is a big night for the Crimson Tide. So for our entire crew, Tony Sukas, Andrew Bone, who were with us earlier tonight, Trey Yannity, and Kyle Henderson, I'm Mick Gillespie. Thanks for watching, guys. And again, big night for Alabama. We'll talk to you again really soon. Roll Tide.